is Midnight Alchemy with your alchemists, Jason Allen and Holly Jordan. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy, and I am only one half of the dynamic duo. The other, I mean, she is the Batman to my Robin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Holly Jordan. Hello, Holly. Hey, Jason, we're back. Right, we are. And uh, after some uh, very emotional experiences this last week, Holy smokes. Uh, you yes. know, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we're doing this today uh, just so we can dive in and uh, have some fun here. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I am excited for this episode because uh, we have Adam McLean of the Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. And uh, of course, you know, it's also uh, run with uh, James Mitchell, a.k.a. Big Game James, who will be on the show here very soon if, <laughs> if we don't keep uh, rebooking. Hmm. Anyway, Adam, hello. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to, uh, to be on the show. Yeah. yeah. We're glad to have you. Yeah. So, Adam, let's start off first. Um, how did you get into the paranormal? I mean, how did you go from, you know, the uh, clean-cut young lad about town into diving into the paranormal? Oh, God, I'd say probably from my childhood. Um, I had paranormal experiences happen since I was very young, I'd say around six or seven. And uh, growing up, you know, I was always into the Halloween season. My, my dad was very much into Halloween and ghosts and spooky and raised me to believe that, yes, you know, spirits are real. They can talk to us. We can talk nice. to them if we know how to. Um, and so my dad always loved to take me to famous haunted places for my birthday. I uh, He would take me to Alcatraz Island Ooh. a lot of the times. I've been to Alcatraz probably about six times in my life. Wow. Uh, the Winchester Mystery House he would take me to. Uh, the Queen Mary, he would take oh, me yeah. to a few times. Um, uh, Fort Point in San Francisco, yeah. I'd also been to a number of times. So it was kind of tradition with my father and I to go to these, uh, I, I guess you'd call famous historic haunted locations. Very right. cool. I mean, what an initiation into that, too. I mean, there's some, that's the biggies right there, you know. Yeah, Queen yeah. Mary, you know. Holy cow, Alcatraz. We're, we, we will be talking about that a little bit later in the show. That is fantastic, though, I mean, from such a young age, because, I mean, it's really before you have, like, the adult blinders, right? I mean, it's wide open perception. You're not, you know, conditioned to believe any certain stigmas or whatever. And uh, I find that fascinating uh, between uh, those who have experienced things as a child and then those who you know, were, were uh, converted during their adult years, you know. So um, I'm really interested to, uh, a, I mean, as a young lad, um, you would go all these places, and uh, were you ever, you know, skeptical about it, or was this just your upbringing, like, bam, you know? It was just always kind of there. I, um, I had a few things happen to me that I couldn't explain when I was a child, and I would talk to my father about it and he would tell me those are spirits. They're all around us, whether you see them or don't see them, they're there. Yeah. Um, and then as I got older, 
Um, it really, my interest really peaked with becoming an investigator when all the shows started happening. Uh, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures really sparked my interest where I thought, you know, I've had this interest in the paranormal my whole life. I bet I could do that. I bet that, you know, if I had the opportunity to work for a, a team, um, I could I could really excel in this field. And I was in my mid-20s when I joined my first uh, investigation group known as the really? Past is Present, based out of Yakima, Washington. Nice. All right. Wow, that's pretty young. I mean, I think yeah. it seems like that's young. I, I'm fairly new to learning about uh, ghost research teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've known of them other than the Ghostbuster movie, but I mean, I don't know that I really understood how many groups there are just yeah. in our area. I'm amazed yeah. how many people are have been doing this for many, many years. And I had no idea, I had no thought of it. Um, so I'm fascinated with that. So can you share with us, Adam, something that you think um, really sunk it in for you that this was part of real life, that the paranormal was not just a conversation people have, that it was real for you? Well, I there's uh, two stories that I couldn't think go hand in hand okay. with that question. Um, it started, I'd say, when I was about 17. Um, my father, one year, he gifted me a cassette recorder. And, you know, just a basic uh, video, or not video, voice recorder that was, sure. you know, just cassette. Right. And said, uh, hey, you know, these uh, shows you're going to, like the heavy metal shows, you can record the music and play it back. And, you know, they even say if you go to a haunted place, you can record voices of the dead. Oh, I'm wow. like, really? Okay. He's like, yeah, Adam, it's called EVP. My dad was teaching me about it. He had a very vast knowledge. Nice. And so... Um, uh, I'd go to cemeteries or I'd go to uh, old like uh, World War II uh, defense forts and, and do EVP sessions. Oh, wow. I wish I still had the old cassettes. I caught a bunch of stuff over time just and this is before, you know, digital voice recorders sure. and, uh, and uh, audio editing software where you could see the waveform. It was all just on cassette. Wow. Um, so uh, fast forward, I was about 19, living in San Francisco. Um, I had dated a girl that was a park ranger on Alcatraz Island. Oh, wow. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I would always ask her, hey, you know, can you give me like free tickets to your work so I can come hang out? And um, I'd love to do like an investigation, bring my recorder, my my Polaroid camera and go ghost hunting. And she's like, right. well, let me talk. Let me talk to my boss. Right. I might be able to do something for you. So a few weeks go by and we're hanging out and she's like, Hey, good news. I got you clearance to come on the Island. Oh, wow. So she said, here's the deal. You give me 200 bucks. I'll give it to my, to my boss. And uh, we'll get, we'll get you set up. So I got two nights on the Island. All the tourists wow. had to leave for the day. I got to stay. Wow. It was really cool experience. So um, were you by yourself? I was. Yep. I was, I would see my, my girlfriend for, couple hours while she was at work but um, they would let me go around the island except for like you know the old uh industry building was kind of off sure. limits for safety reasons right right right. um but yeah i would mostly hang around the uh the main cell house uh they let me go into the uh, uh the citadel underground dungeons okay and i had made my bed in um d block okay solitary confinement cells okay and there is a uh 
uh, a famous story about D Block about an inmate that was locked in okay. to the very last cell, cell fourteen. Okay, and he was screaming, "Hey, there's someone in here with me. They've got red eyes. They're choking me. Let me out. Let me out." Interesting. And these Alcatraz guards are like, "I'm not letting you out, man. You're, you know, yelling and screaming, saying anything you can to for us to let you out. No, we're not right. letting you out." Well, they open the door next morning to find that inmate dead with what they described was stringer, uh, strangle marks around his neck. Wow. So there's been many cases of uh, reportings of that entity being uh, picked up by psychics and by audio. Okay. Well, I made my kind of bed there at night and I would lay down. I didn't sleep the whole time I was there. Well, yeah. But I, 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 would, I would lay down and uh, just kind of absorb all the energies and listen to the island and to the bay. Um, and the second night I was there, I, I kept feeling like someone was Pulling tugging on me, oh, wow. tugging on me. Yeah. And, uh, I caught one electronic voice phenomenon the whole time I was there and it was in D block as I was laying down, mm-hmm. um, just over dead silence. You know, I'm just laying there. You can hear the foghorn in the background. You can hear the ocean, the birds. Mm-hmm. And then you can hear a loud whisper that says, I can smell you. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I can smell you. Oh, man. I'm yep. checking my watch at that point. I, whoop, got it. <laughs> yep. So apparently I needed a shower or something because I was there for a couple of days. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I didn't catch anything else on audio um, or uh, any. Uh, I had a Polaroid camera with me, mm-hmm. probably taking about 100 Polaroid pictures and nothing on that. Just that one EVP that I caught. Wow. But, you, you know, that's one evp that should not be there there's one voice yeah. recorded electromagnetically that should not belong there right you, you know, know paranormal I, the definition of paranormal is not natural correct so yes uh, i mean so, I, i've heard of uh you know tons of different types of evps and uh, i gotta be honest with you i've never heard an evp that promotes good hygiene <laughs> I still can't. Yeah, I think that would be your first. I uh, yeah, I, I, that's wow. I, I'm an EVP specialist. That's what I specialize in. And the paranormal well, is good. the uh, the analysis of electronic voice phenomenon. And I've heard all kinds of things from giggling to cuss words to oh, I've got I don't even know the things I've heard. Uh, things that make no sense. Things are spoken backwards. Um, but yeah, that was the first one I think I've ever heard that uh, you know promoted hygiene. Definitely, that's that's amazing. Hey, uh, wow! Uh, what sort of EVPs uh, do you just off the top of your head recollect? The ones that you know uh, made the hair on the back of your neck just stand up. I mean, out- oh god. Okay, so that would be while I was in Yakima, Washington. Um, this would be around two thousand six. I was with uh, two other investigators on my team just for a, a practice night out in our local cemetery. And so uh, very late at night, there's snow on the ground, very cold. Um, we s- see over in the distance a something shining on top of one of the headstones. So we, we walk over to it and we see on this headstone, someone left a pop can on top of this headstone. And so we pull out a recorders and we say, hey, you know, uh, 
if you want us to move this head this can off your headstone, make a noise or talk in this recorder, we can hear you. Or do you right. want us to leave it? Say something. Mm-hmm. A couple minutes go by, we get nothing. We set the recorder down. We walk away. You can hear us walking away. About five minutes later, a voice came through the static or through the white noise that said, move it, move it now, move it. Hmm. So at that same time, where we go about 20 yards away from this headstone, another investigator takes two pictures and catches a mist figure. I still have that picture to this day. It's a mist figure. And the timestamp on the picture and on the other recorder that we had caught, um, this voice matches up perfectly in timestamp with the picture. Wow. I guess you caught me. The wow. EVP said, I guess you caught me. Wow. Yeah. Holy That's God. awesome. Yeah. So those are just a couple at the top of my head. I mean, I've had babies crying. I've had, oh, God, uh, every curse word in the book you can think of. I've, um, I've had what sound like gunfire. I've had, oh, God, uh, Names, lots of names, names of either investigators that were on there or names that didn't belong anywhere. Um, but I think my most memorable, uh, memorable, not, I wouldn't call it necessarily EBP as much as I would call it uh, interdimensional transcommunication, IDC. Okay. Uh, this is the one that really set it in my mind that there are forces out there that we do not know about, we do not comprehend. Okay. And we will never know about them until we take our final breath. Okay. When we get to go on the other side, we get to see a whole new world. Correct. Here on this side, we can only guess. We only have this much evidence compared right. to a whole world right. on the other side. You know. So my mom, my mom, rest in peace, she was very how do I say this? Religious. Okay. She was a Christian, I would say, almost to the point of uh, being a fanatical. Okay. Her beliefs were when you die, you go to heaven, you go to hell. There's okay. no in between. Okay. Her beliefs were the only spirit that has ever existed is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Those are her beliefs. Okay. So mom passed away in about February of 2009. Okay. Come around August 2009, um, a couple of weeks before my birthday, my birthday is August 30th. Yeah. I had gotten a new uh, cheap little flip phone, little cheap Walmart flip phone, you know, okay. prepaid thing. And it would always happen when I was either at work, I was by myself, my, my wife wasn't with me or anything. I would okay. get these calls from phone numbers that okay. I didn't I didn't recognize the number. Okay. I'd, I'd answer it, hello, and it would just static and then call the drop and like i didn't think much of it okay it kept happening for about seven eight nine days okay i told my wife about it hey i keep getting these calls when i'm at work or when you're gone and they're like just static she's like well you know it's probably someone that had the number or knew the number before we had it or whatever it's back connection blah 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 that's a decent assumption yeah 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 so i didn't i didn't think much of it and this was 
right before I got into team investigations. Okay. Um, so we're at home one day just watching TV and the phone rings and I pick it up and I say, Hey, look, honey, it's that number I've been telling you about. She goes, okay, well answer it. Put on a speakerphone. Let me hear it. So I speakerphone and hello. And at probably first five to seven seconds, just static. Okay. You would probably recognize your mom's voice for anything, right? Of course, absolutely. You know your mom's voice. As long yes. as you spent a good amount of time with your mother in your life, you would know your right. mom's voice. Of course. That's of something course. all of us know. My mom had this very particular way of the way she said the word mother. My mom would always say, Adam, your mother loves you. Adam, come give your mother a hug. Adam, don't talk to your mother. Like that. You know, Interesting. She would draw out the word okay. mother. Okay, okay. So this voice came through the static and said, hello, Adam. This is your mother calling. Can you hear me? Whoa. And I said, what? And then it was a couple more seconds of static, and then the call ended. Oh, man. I, I, I have another person that can vouch for the story. This I was stunned. My heart had stopped for like three seconds. And I looked at my wife. Just, I didn't know how to process this. No, of course. You know, this had been the most intense paranormal thing I've ever had in my life happen. The thing that, you know, you only watch in movies. Correct. So uh, she's like, yeah, I think that was your mom, babe. So do you think, think, Adam, that that was her way of trying to tell you Hey, I'm still here. I mean, what was your feeling? Tell me how you felt when you heard well, that. Well, after my, my wife had said, you know, that she thought, yeah, that's your mom, the skeptic in me jumped in and said, no, that didn't just happen. There's got to be an explanation for that. Right. Someone, someone's screwing with me here. Sure. So I called the uh, customer service. I don't remember if it was at t or Sprint or I don't recall which one it was, so I, but I called customer service. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I've been getting these uh, these weird, you know, kind of prank phone calls. Um, I have the number. Can you uh, maybe tell me something about the number? Run a trace or something? Right. And they're like, yeah, sure. Give us that phone number. And so I give it to them. And uh, they put me on hold for 10, 15 minutes. Uh-oh. That's okay. Hey, listen, the more special effects, the better, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they come back and say, well, give us that number one more time. And I say, okay, well, here's a number. And they say, well, there's no way that you are. They tell me, uh, we can tell you that it's from a landline in a place called Buoyant Beach, Florida. Okay. Buoyant Beach, Florida. But there's no way you can be getting calls from that number. That number has not been in service in over six years. I'm like, well, I have it here on my call log. I've got about 20 calls. From this number. And they said, okay, well, we'll look into it. They hang up. I never heard anything from it. Mom never called back. I must have called that number back a million times. And number you've dialed, disconnected, no longer in service. Disconnected, no longer in service. So, yeah, I do believe that was mom's way of contacting me. I think she was trying to tell me happy birthday. 
was what it was. It was around the time. That's what I feel in my heart anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was her way of, you know, and it makes me think, okay, if I'm a ghost, I'm dead and I'm on the other side. Right. Is there, is there like a, a line for to use the phone? Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's, you, that's a reasonable question, right? Or like, you know, what kind of phone are they? Is it like a pay phone or is it an old rotary phone? And <laughs> what, are they, what are they using up there? You know, what are the roaming charges like for a call like that? Yeah, right. but I, that's what I was just going to say. What are the long distance rates? I mean, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, I lost Wi Fi. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was the thing that really set it in stone. And about two months later, I found uh, my first real investigation team and joined up. And, nice. Yeah, kept going. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. So I, 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 I've told this story probably, I don't know, hundreds of people in my time. And everyone really seems to enjoy it. I've had a couple elders. That has to be a demon. You know, there's what? no way that that was your mom. That had to be a demon. You had summoned somehow. I mean, no. No. I just, if there was a demon that I had summoned, it would have done a lot more than just that. Right. Right. <laughs> Agreed. I've, brought things home before I actually had to step away from investigating for about 10 years Yeah, because of a dark uh, entity that I had brought home. Okay. So you do yeah. things now to prevent that from happening again, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm good. all about sage and salts and prayers. Good. Very good. And it's not, good I, it was a very dark case that we, that the team I was with at the time had taken on and we did not know, what we were walking into and that we're happens. not protected at, at all. So, yeah. That's unfortunate, but that's how you learn. Unfortunately, you got to go through a grinder right. and really get, get through it right. and figure it out. I'm, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm looking at Jason's face and I'm thinking we're both going, whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, this is definitely, yeah. I can see why that turned your heart to really grab the idea of the beyond and the yeah. paranormal because like we were talking a little bit before we started not everybody has an interest in or a belief in things that are other normal uh you know otherworldly stuff paranormal the side of normal um it's just not something everybody talks about and or believes in for any number of reasons that are fully legitimate but when you have experienced something it just it changes everything. It changes your outlook. It changes your perception. And I think it tends to make you a little more open-minded because it's more tangible because right. it is hard to yeah, quantify. Absolutely. The, the paranormal is so vast and it, it can be, you know, from seeing a UFO. The first time I saw a UFO, I was 12 years old in my dad's pickup truck and it just went through the sky <clears> and it was like, yep, there goes another one. And I went, you've seen that before? what mm. you know i mean it's really hard to to just dismiss things when they're in your face right yeah, exactly and you, you go from a uh, just sort of going about your everyday life to questioning now right you're no longer just a passive guy going going down life's highway i mean you're you're you uh, are really presented face to face with something and that makes you you have to start asking questions at that point because it is, uh, <clears throat> it has not only affected your experiences, but I mean, it's also affected your belief systems, right? Yeah. 
Yep. Or, I mean, literally every facet of your life. Now, listen, Adam, you threw out that story about having a really dark, you know, dark encounter and not doing it for 10 years. Uh, you got to tell us about that. You can't, you can't wave out in front of us and just walk away. Oh, I, I can't leave you on any cliffhangers. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess. Um, but no, just uh, before I say that, I had mentioned, you know, people not believing in the paranormal because they've not had that experience. Right. You know, I myself in my lifetime, I guess I would use the word lucky enough, fortunate enough, cursed enough, blessed enough. I don't know the right terminology, but I've had so many things happen in my lifetime that I cannot explain with my own rational brain. If I was not a believer, there'd be something wrong. (laughs) If it's, time after time after time in your face right and you still don't believe it well i also look at it too like can i explain this away there's got to be an explanation right. if i can't explain it away then i look at the parental but i've had just thing time after time after time to where i have no other choice but to believe so um, yeah. Yeah. all right so uh darks dark entity okay um rewind to about 2010 my son was just born my beautiful awesome amazing son damien mcqueen most awesome little boy you'd ever meet well i had uh left one team gotten with another when uh we caught wind of this murder that had happened back probably about 10 years before that so this was toppenish washington Toppenish, Washington is the Indian Restoration. Uh, it's in the middle of the Yakima Valley, very high mountain desert, mm-hmm. long tradition of the Yakima Native American tribe. The area is also very overran with gang activity, uh, c- drug cartels, murders, violence, drive-by shootings. Not a very good place to, uh, to live. Right. Well, uh, this woman, her name was Wendy Gatlin, was from Toppenish, Washington, and she had got mixed up with the wrong crowd, uh, these drug cartel. And her drug cartel said, hey, take this uh, brick of, of drugs, take it to these guys, get the money, bring us back the money. So she shows up to the deal and says, hey, give me the money, I'll go get the drugs, and we'll meet back up later. Mm-hmm. So she's got both the drugs and the money, Splits town. Well, someone found her. And when they found her, they took her to this abandoned farmhouse and was known as Buena, Washington, about 10 miles outside of Toppenish. Middle apple orchards, cornfields, not much out there. Mm-hmm. And proceeded to chop her up into pieces. Oh, boy. And took her body parts and stuffed them up in a, in a chimney in this abandoned farmhouse. Very grisly murder. And she was, there was a big search for her body or for her person. She was on every newspaper, every flyer, missing person, possibly endangered. Everyone was looking for Wendy. Wendy disappeared without a trace. A couple years later, uh, the report is that a neighbor, probably about a mile or two down the road from this farmhouse, 
their dog comes walking up one day with an uh with a femur bone oh. with a human foot still connected to it oh. in its mouth the dog had somehow sniffed it out and found Wendy's leg wow they called it into the local sheriff's office and they searched the area and sure enough they found her remains stuffed in this chimney that she'd been dead for a couple of years wow they never caught the people that did her murder is still unsolved to this day that's awful <clears throat> so my team catches word of this and we're able to track down the address of this farmhouse and so we went in daytime investigation the house is very dilapidated that you right. could breathe on it and the whole thing would fall over okay uh, we go in daytime investigation. When we go into this investigation, it's a bright, sunny day. Okay. Bright, sunny day. You know, as the investigation goes on, these storm clouds move in. And by about five o'clock, the sky is black and it's raining hard. Okay. <laughs> so we uh, we conduct our, our investigations. We're not getting much. Nothing's really going on. We're not getting any EVP hits. Okay. Um, or EMF, nothing's really going on. We're not feeling nothing. Um, I'm up in the attic area um, with my now ex-wife, she's another investigator, and our lead investigator. And I just start feeling weird. I, I feel drained. I'm extremely tired. Mm -hmm. I'm dizzy. I'm hot. I'm cold. I'm confused. And I the feeling that came over me is very hard to describe. Okay. I, w I went from investigation mode to I could sleep for 10 years to I'm angry. And I'm not anyone that knows me knows I'm not a violent guy. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about, but um, it's okay. Take it. Take your time. <sighs> Excuse me. You just take a break and relax. All right. So I tell you, man, when you go up into uh, uh, the attics and stuff, holy, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Why are you going up <laughs> in the attic? Oh, man. So, uh, this feeling, and I black out. I lost time. I The memories are just not there. Okay. And apparently I had started speaking Spanish. Very aggressive, vulgar, cussing Spanish. And being very aggressive towards my wife and this other female investigator. Okay. They uh, started taking pictures of me. And there's one picture where I'm kind of crouched down on my knees, grabbing my head like this. Okay. And there is a complete dark black mass just hanging over my head. Okay. I wish I still had the pictures. Okay. Uh, they've Kind of, you know, got lost over time. But so I, I, my wife snaps me out of it. She, you know, brings me back. She uh, had some crystals in her pocket that she had brought for protection. Good. And said she put one to my forehead. And I snapped out of it. I became myself. Good. And I was just extremely drained. I wanted to leave. I did not want to be there. I did not feel right. Well, no. The energy really. was very, very thick. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever had come over me was not 
not of this world is the best okay. way I could describe okay. it. Okay. I, mean, you, I, I wouldn't want to say I was possessed. Yeah. I, that's a very hard word to justify using here, but something had something entered had influenced my body. you, Adam. There's yeah. okay. Let, let's stop for just a second because I, I need to feed into this a little bit to help our listeners gather their thoughts because this is a lot to think about what you're I know. <laughs> it's, and that's okay yeah. that's okay this is an interesting subject and it's good to, to talk about um this is why we're here so that's one of the dangers of this of this yes this but for mm. something that's very important to discuss in that um you don't have to be there is not a fine fat line to divide between the alternate universe that we don't see and the world we live in to say that you're possessed by that. No, no, no. There is a huge vacuum of space where you can be influenced. It's not a possession. The, the actual incidences of possession are almost one in a billion. They're incredibly, yeah. incredibly rare. Yeah. And the thing of it that people don't understand that I, I want to add a few caveats to this. One is your grandmother's prayers are still with you. If you've ever been prayed for in your entire life, if anyone generations behind you, this gives me goosebumps to say this. If anyone generations behind you ever prayed ahead and said for all of my family till eternity, I want them to be covered, blah, blah, blah. You are. That never, regardless you. of your choices, ever goes away. Your grandmother's prayers are still with you. Your mom's prayers are still with you. Okay? You. Your soul is not tainted, sweetheart. You're fine. But what can happen is just like any of the cartoons that we've all seen from the 70s or the 80s, where there's the angel on one side and the little devil on the <clears> other <throat> side, there are things that are mischievous there are things that are angry there are things that are absolutely naughty and there's things that are really evil there's all these gray areas between the shades of light to dark and they draw their energy from us so when we're terrified or anyone around us is terrified that's where they eat that's where they get their energy that's where they draw their life source so in order to affect you, to get everybody around you freaking out, including you, they're going to say and do anything to get what they want. Yep. So it's yep. not, it's not fair at any time to say that in a, in an occurrence that you experienced that you were not just being used for lunch to put it in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there was a big motive to destroy your life. It doesn't mean that something had intended to follow you. They literally found a spot, a niche in your armor, and they exposed it. They got to you somehow and were using that one little thread to whisper in your ear and get you to do things they would like you to do. That's all. Yeah. They never owned you. You were always still yourself but they definitely affected you. And that really sucks. And I'm sorry that you went through that because that's yeah. miserable. And I'm sorry that your wife and that other partner there had to deal with that because that's not fun. And it's definitely something to speak of your, your ex-wife skills that she 
responded very appropriately. Thank yeah. heavens for that, because breaking it is is half the battle. Yeah. You know, and to add on to that a little bit, um, I one time had a fantastic uh, sit down and conversation with a, a Catholic priest, right? One of the Catholic priests. And uh, we got on to like possession and influence and, you know, the whole thing of selling your soul, right? And right. the first time I've ever heard of this, and it made total sense to me, was he was like, uh, you know, uh, selling your soul, you can't. And I'm like, what do you mean? You always hear stories of, you know, guys at the crossroads at midnight selling, you, selling your soul. Mm -hmm. he, goes, yep. he goes, you can't. And I said, why can't you? And he goes, because your soul is not yours. And I'm like, what? And he goes, your soul belongs to God, man. You can't, you can't sell what you don't have, but... If someone talks you in to you believing that firmly, uh, you can lead that life to where you start having those problems, right? It, yeah. it, so that always stayed with me uh, about being influenced and being, you know, possessed. Because Holly's right. It's uh, it's a one in a billion in the Vatican. They only have like a couple priests now that even do that. And they probably don't see much action. Yeah. But uh, uh, make, makes total sense. Uh, as soon as you become yourself up in the attic, right, the crystals to your forehead, you zap back in and you're your co coherent self. Uh, give me a little bit. You said you were drained and uh, you just wanted to get out of there. Did you feel anything in the air, like heaviness when you snapped to? Did you? Oh, yeah. Uh, what yeah. was that feeling like? Try to, you know, because I, I want to give a little bit of sense to the uh, listeners here, uh, really how it felt. It felt wrong. It felt very wrong. Thick, muddy, greasy, angry. You need to leave. You are in danger. There is something here that you do not want to, excuse my French, but fuck with. Right. <laughs> So I want to catch what you just said for just a second and snapshot mm -hmm. it. I don't know if you guys caught that as you're listening. So he was being influenced positively and negatively at the same time. Whenever you feel, and I mean physically feel, something is not right. Your gut starts to feel funny. You feel tired and you feel that you should not be somewhere. Get out. Don't that's wait. What, that's, that's what we did. And that's I, and thank heavens you did. And that's but I want to say this for anybody that goes through something at a later date to use this as an example and just say everybody responded appropriately. Your your ex-wife responded appropriately. Everybody with you did to support you and get you out of there. And your feeling that, you know, and your communication, whatever you were able to communicate at that time and demonstrate, that all worked together for good. Mm -hmm. So the good thing yeah. is, is you got out of there. Yeah. yeah. But and what I want to also capture is that people get influenced sometimes. And I want to give credence and some and some level of acceptability to people to understand when you see somebody really struggling. It doesn't mean they're possessed, but they could be very heavily influenced because nobody's brought a crystal to their forehead. Nobody mm -hmm. stopped and said, hey, I know you're in there. Are you okay? 
and give somebody a chance to talk and move forward. I do not recommend, this is our public service announcement, do not try to salvage someone's psyche by yourself. If you think somebody really needs that kind of help, you need to ask for help. Yeah. Contact some paranormal groups and ask for help. There's lots of people that can help you. Um, there's lots and lots of people that can help you, believe it or not. Um, we don't have a phone book yet, but that's one of Jason and I's long-term goals is we want our version of the yellow pages and the white pages to help people find help when they need it. Because these experiences have happened to a lot of people. And sometimes you can't you really call 911 for, for, for that sort of emergency. Right. right. I mean, who do you, literally, who do you call? I mean, right. yeah. 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 Well, definitely. And you what mean, are we going to say, Jace? Oh, hats off and a, and a giant medal to your wife for doing that with the crystal, because that was a definitely what I like to refer to as a poop your pampers moment. <laughs> And uh, uh, we, 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 we like to, we like to call her the ex-wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. From from now on, we're going to correct this and say I'll try to edit it. You know, it'll be you're talking about your wife, <laughs> right? Ex-wife. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So yeah, there there is dangers that we that go along with this field. You sure. know, the there's that saying, "Ghosts can't hurt you." There are things other than ghosts that can yeah you open up doors that you don't even know are there sometimes and anything is on the other side can come through and it's not yeah. always nice right and so over time learning about this this field learn to protect yourself learn to know the signs of when things are not going right and sometimes afterwards you might need to reach out to someone that has a little bit more knowledge and cleanse sometimes right. these things like to latch onto us Most yes. we've yeah. got all we've got all the energy in the world they can feed off of and that's yep. what they what they want yeah we are for all intensive purposes in the field of energy energy never dissolves it goes somewhere oh. yep energy and never so, dies it and only moves when you don't have a physical body anymore you have to get energy from somewhere our human bodies create electricity mm -hmm. out of the heart and the brain Mm -hmm. There's two spots in our body that make electricity. So the fact that you were that wiped out, it means you were really getting drained. Somebody was literally going and smoking some Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, how uh, tasty that would be. I, I would... And they were inhaling you, my dear. So that's, yes. that's why you were so tired. I'm sure. You know, Holly, this is going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> smoke some Adam. <laughs> <laughs> smoke some Adam. Yeah. Oh, that is great. Uh, so th yeah, this story does continue. If you, uh, okay. Because, like, oh, please go. Yes, um, yes. So we, I come out of this haze, and the first thing I'm trying to do is like realize where the last couple of ten minutes went. Sure. Uh, I'm confused. I don't. I lost. Like, I narcolepsied out and went to sleep for a little bit, sure. and woke up and like, where the hell am I? What the hell just happened? Right. And this feeling of just get out. So we we left. Um. And like I said, it went from a very bright, sunny day to torrential downpour rain in the desert in the summer. Okay. Um, a few days before the investigation happened, the ex-wife's mom, my mother-in-law at the time, she's very in tune with the other side. She's very okay. clairvoyant. Uh, 
comes from a long line of, of, of Wiccan and Pagan and Gypsies and is very attuned to the earth and the energies. Nice. She had said, before you guys go on this, I want you to be careful. Watch for a fallen tree. Okay. I had a dream about a fallen tree. Okay. We're on the way home on the freeway. And there had been a tree that had fallen across the freeway. Okay. And crumpled a car on the freeway. Wow. Yeah, and we like we were just a few minutes behind it. Oh okay, so we we get home. I sleep for about two days. I bet. And I sleep for about two days, and I'm just not myself. I'm always tired. I'm very irritable. Okay. And I'm obsessed with getting the EVP done of, of this uh, of this investigation. Okay, okay. To where that's all I wanted to do. And sure. I wasn't going to work. I wasn't spending time with my wife, with my kid. I EVP, EVP, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to hear and play back this okay. scenario. Um, so I'm getting deep in, and I'm getting these weird growls i'm getting these growls and this woman's voice of saying she's sorry she's sorry she's so sorry please stop it she's sorry and it's very painful and crying okay and i caught wendy's name a few times okay this woman that was murdered and stepped into this chimney okay so things are just dark and my my whole perception of reality this time was just everything was dark it always felt like it was nighttime i i was sleeping so much all i wanted to do was evp and then everything came to a screeching halt i i walk downstairs and i see something i cannot describe okay i'm going downstairs for whatever reason we lived in uh the second story of uh, this house in our apartment i walk downstairs and probably one of the most profound things I've ever seen in this field. I look down the stairwell and what I see looking back at me is black. Okay. It is. I always try to debunk things and this, I could not. There was this humanoid figure of solid black. Okay. Blacker than the blackest black you've ever seen. Okay. Looked right up at me. Okay. And I froze. My ex-wife comes downstairs and says, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to, I don't remember, I was checking the mail or something. She's like, you've been out of here for three hours. Oh. I I thought you went to, so like a friend's house. I'm like, you've been out. No, I've been here for like 30 seconds. She's like, no, you've been out for three hours. Wow. And I go back upstairs and she I go to do start the EVP analysis again. And she's like, you were not doing any more of this. You were done. And I argued with her and just became a whole fight between us. We never had any problems before this. Our relationship was great until this night. And I see this thing. And the next day I, I sleep and I sleep. I wake up. I go outside to have a smoke or something. I come back in the house. I open the door and this thing standing over my son's crib oh not okay yeah. not looking okay. down 
looking down at my son's crib and I turn the light on and it's not there. Right. It happened again. My next door neighbor was one of our best friends, pretty much like one of my sisters. Okay. I caught the exact same thing staring over my sister's son's crib. Oh. And I walk in to the house and I tell them what just happened. Okay. What I just saw. And they're like, they Adam, we, we need to do something. We need to cleanse. You are not yourself. You are sleeping all the time. You're obsessed with this stuff. Right. That, that was after our children. Right. We want you to call the team and tell them you're done. Right. And I, I fought them tooth and nail. And I, that's not like me. I was so angry and always combative and uh, angry right. at them. Right. Well, eventually... Uh, fast forward about three months later and me and my wife had split up because of how much I had changed oh, wow. from this investigation. Um, and so I stopped after that. I had pretty much lost everything. I lost my, my relationship, my job, my place to live and had to pretty much start over again. Rebuild my life. I am so sorry. That is incredible. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Thank you. I it's, it's the risks that we take, everyone that's out there. You know, there are risks to this. And sometimes if it, you are not careful, you can be succumb to those risks. Yeah. So I stopped all of it. I stopped investigating. I put it all away. Okay. I had to do a massive cleansing on myself. Thank God for a couple of amazing priests um, in the Yakima area that helped me Good. overcome these things. And Good. so I, I walked away for a very long time. Until just recently, um, my son is grown now, mm-hmm. and he is an awesome little boy. Um, I've got a very wonderful new partner. Um, we've been together for about eight years. Her name is Marissa, the love nice. of my life, my best friend, my partner in crime, my savior. That's she's beautiful. amazing. Um, and I left the Yakima area and located here here to the Oregon coast. Nice. Where my life is a brand new of warmth and love and light and happiness and success and comfort and safety. Nice. Um, not only am I an paranormal investigator, I am also a special effects makeup artist. I um, remember you shared some of that with mm-hmm, me. I'm fascinated yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, when I did may... that, tell me when that started. When did you uh, do that? About eight years ago, working uh, for a haunted house attraction in the Yakima nice. area, um, I was thrown in the makeup room and excelled at that. And I just never stopped doing it after the haunted house season um, and just kept tinkering around in my basement with friends every now and then. Right. And I moved to the Oregon coast um, and uh, became friends with a local photographer um, nice. named Heidi Laws, amazing photographer. And she really pushed me to up my game um, mm-hmm. and my skill set and the special effects makeup world. Uh, now I specialize in prosthetic makeup and creature fabrication and airbrush body painting. And so my art does really great here. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So that's really yeah, cool. my, my life is my life had to hit bottom for me to realize that I had gotten too deep into things i did not understand i foolishly did not protect myself and i ran in kind of guns blazing not knowing what was on the other side right now as i'm an adult i'm older i'm experienced i know what is out there and i know how to protect myself 
Okay. So let's, there, let's, let's pause for just 1 second. You're on a roll and I love what you're doing, but let's pause for a second. There's so okay. many people curious about ghost adventures. I'm not going to say ghost hunting because a lot of people don't like that terminology, but mm -hmm. let's say ghost research or ghost. Ghost investigations, however, you uh, want to quantify that that terminology for that event and that and that activity for someone that's interested in that. Give me a couple of things that you would want a new person to do to prevent what happened to you. What would you tell someone that's curious about this that thinks they just want to go for basically a ride along? I've had a few people tell me, oh, I just want to go. I just and it's like I'm a psychic medium and I don't do ride alongs for people. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like they need to be open minded enough to hear what I'm saying and be prepared because defending other people becomes very complicated when they're not vested in belief. Yeah. So uh, the, the what advice, would you, what would you say to a new person? I would say that be careful. You know, what happened to me does not happen to every investigator out there. Correct. Um, what happened to me was a one in thousand thing. Okay. Um, just know that there are things out there that can take your life in a direction you don't want it to go, but it's where that it happens. Just know how to basically protect yourself. Uh, crystals are a good thing. Natural crystals, of quartz crystal, onyx. Um, just have them in your pocket. Have them okay. in your pocket. That's kind of a, a, a good, right. easy, natural way of protecting yourself. Right. Um, when you are leaving investigation, one thing I would like to do is, you know, before I get in that car, is say, you are not welcome to leave with me. You are to stay here. Right. Tell those spirits around you, even though you can't see them, they're there. They're like, oh, you've been hanging out with me for the past couple hours. I like you. I want to go home with you. Right. Because you have energy that I can feed off. Because I want to go home with you. Correct. Got to tell them they can't go. They got to stay where they're at. Just say, hey, you're not welcome to come. This is your place. You are to stay here right. and be firm about it. Um, also, uh, salt is also a very good barrier for those energies. There is a belief that salt lines, they cannot cross Correct. salt lines. Um, even just a simple line of salt outside your car door or outside your house. Um, and then when you, when you get home, uh, sage yourself. Um, smudge right. with sage, uh, uh, sandalwood, Palo Santo wood, an actual smoke bath of sage um, right. is really good at cleansing that air, cleansing that energy. If you did have anything, you know, cling on to you, I guess would be right. a, a good way to put it. Um, that's and, excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's what, that's what, what I would actually recommend. told. Yes. So what I've actually told people is when they have negativity in their life, not so much to the extent that what you're discussing, um, I actually recommend to people to take salt showers and salt baths. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't have to be a fancy salt, regular table salt works a little bit in your hand, add your shampoo, shampoo your hair, your hair holds negative energy and positive energy. If you're yep. constantly down or if you're surrounded by people that are negative, it gets on you. It's part of what you're thinking and therefore anything that your brain calculates or processes is hanging around you. So you need to get rid of it. Positive affirmations are incredibly valuable and important, but so is acknowledging just like what Adam has been sharing. 
acknowledging that there was something affecting him is absolutely essential. If you don't feel right, if you don't feel like yourself, if you notice that you're, or someone you love is telling you, you're not yourself, something's wrong. Please listen and take that seriously. Don't poo poo it because absolutely. it seems too far out of the norm to be real. Um, I think that's one of the more things that I am concerned about with some people that are into research of this subject matter is when you go in believing nothing is real, you can get run over by a semi truck. You can say there's oh, yeah. no such thing as semis and they can still run you <clears> over. <throat> so absolutely, you don't have to believe. No. It doesn't mean it's not real. Maybe you, you need to, you're a show me person and you, you need to, you know, you're from Missouri, the show me state, and you need to see everything. I get it. I totally get it. I respect that. I understand it, but please don't be so stubborn to the point of being foolish that you disregard what is a possibility. Just because you might think there are no sharks in the ocean. Doesn't mean you should go swimming. Right. Not without being prepared and by gosh, don't be bringing shark food with you when you go. <laughs> hey, hey, Adam, um, how would you hook up with uh, the uh, Guardian Angel Paranormal Society? Uh, well, I hooked up with them, I'd say, been about two years ago now here at the Oregon Ghost Conference in Seaside, Oregon. A really awesome event that's held yearly uh, every March. Yeah, yes. every March here in Seaside. Yes. Um, I had talked over with my wife saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in possibly getting back into criminal investigation. It, it was just a feeling that had come back to me over the recent years since moving to the coast. Um, I felt like I was ready to get back into it, uh, but didn't necessarily know how to get back into it. Right. Um, every, my area, if I live here, there's no teams on the Oregon coast. Um, everything's mostly in the Portland area. I'm an hour and a half away. So I went to the Oregon Ghost Conference and just kind of walked around tables, introduced myself, said, hey, I'm an EVP specialist. I've been out of the game for about a good decade, and I'm you know, interested in getting back in. Um, kind of bounced around a few tables and hit it off with James, kind of, I'd say, right away with James and, and Heidi right away. We had the most, uh, I'd say, instant connection. Nice. Um, and they just seemed to be really good people. And James said, yeah. Uh, We'd love to bring you on and did a couple investigations with them since. We've done the Astoria Underground, which was our kind of first run together, which was a lot of fun. I bet. Um, and, and then we've done another location here in Seaside um, during the uh, Ghost Conference um, last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've had a couple investigations since and sent me the EVP files and I cleaned them up and sent them back and see who's talking and what they're saying and Nice. Yeah, so it's it's a really great group. Everyone we have is very passionate about the paranormal, um, and we all work well as a team. We all have our certain strengths that come together to form a really great team. So yeah, Guardian Angel Paranormal Society, I'm very grateful and honored to be uh, accepted onto the team, and uh, yeah, it's a great group. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, big game, big game and his wife, uh, good people, man. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, get back, getting back in there, uh, Guardian Angel uh, Society, man. That is yeah. fantastic. Hey, now listen. Uh, when when you got involved with them, uh, what sort of you know what sort of vibe did you get? 
I mean, you talked about them being passionate and stuff. Uh, how did you feel that you knew that this was for you? Um, I would say it was probably during the first investigation uh, with the uh, story of Underground. Uh, James, yeah. just the way he presents himself is he's a natural leader. Um, and he's a natural leader. And, and you know, I say has that that aura about him that, you know, he's a leader and a man that you can trust. Uh, right. And he's very knowledgeable and um, also very just arms wide open too for, for, for people on the team. Um, and just our conversations back and forth and just their immediate, you know, trust in me to, you know, deal with files of electronic voice phenomenon and uh, trusting me to do the work as an investigator. Right. Um, and to also teach others that come along uh, with new members about what we are, what we believe, what we do. Um, right. Yeah. So they're just really an instant com com camaraderie with James and then the rest of the team as well. Are, um, yeah. Nice. Now, for, for our uh, YouTube uh, watchers and listeners, uh, what we'll do is when we put this up on YouTube, I'll I'll uh, include some of the artwork of the makeup uh, that you. Oh, that thank you. Doing. And uh, you. so that leads me to my next question: Is how does somebody get a hold of Guardian Angel and or what you do uh, as a special effects? Oh, and let's um, let's talk about your your company name too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it, in order to get a hold of Guardian Angel, Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. Uh, you are able to contact us through Facebook, um, just Guardian Angel, Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. Um, you can find us there on Facebook and also on our website, Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. Um, there is a link to phone numbers and uh, emails. Um, you can also contact me directly. Um, okay, cool. Not sure if you can see that, but that's my card. It looks like www.gapsociety.com. Great. Yep, gapsociety.com. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can contact us there if you have any questions, interest in joining up, possible investigations, uh, problems with things there you can't explain. Please feel free to reach out to us. We are always willing and able to listen and help out the best we can. Um, that's awesome. And then separate from that, my artistic uh, page is uh, known as Sick Puppy Special Effects Studio. That could be uh, the best name <laughs> ever for a company. Let's see if I can show that to you. I don't know if you can see that. That's my logo there. Yep. Oh, I see it now. Okay, great. Sick Puppy Special Effects. I specialize in prosthetic makeup, uh, zombies, monsters, aliens, creatures, airbrush body painting, custom masks, uh, EVA foam, swords, and armor. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, do you do like makeup for people for Halloween? Is that something that you do? Um, occasionally. Uh, what I mostly do is I work with a couple professional uh, modeling groups. Uh, okay. One is known as the Deadly Darlings, based out of Kelso, Washington. Oh, wow. We are a collaborative of uh, alternative beauty models and photographers and special effects makeup artists. We get together and do uh, different themed shoots uh, quite a few times over the year, um, themed photo shoots, 
We also do uh, conventions, a big convention we do in Seattle every year known as Crypticon. It's a horror convention uh, that's in SeaTac every year at the Doubletree wow. Hotel. Really big convention. We host the party rooms up there. And uh, you usually see me and a couple other uh, makeup artists working on the girls, doing some pretty cool cool uh, special effects makeup looks. And uh, We're also for hire for music videos and movies. And some nice. of the girls are in, uh, do special appearances in horror movies uh, or music videos. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's very fun, That's collaborative awesome. of, of artists. That sounds really neat. Very yeah, cool. It's a great hey, time. Polly, before we uh, right off the sunset, uh, any 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 famous last words? Oh, I just want to say thank you to Adam for coming on tonight and for sharing with us because that was amazing. You gave us a lot to think about and gave us some really good suggestions, and I love that. Um, as always. We have lots more cool stuff coming, you guys. I mean, hang on to your butts. There's going to be a lot happening. Be prepared. Get your popcorn. Get your blankies. Get your hot cocoa. And get ready because more good stuff is coming your way. And just a quick uh, public service announcement again. I'm sure you all know by now. If you are going to hold on to your butts, please use both cheeks. <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, Adam, man, great, great having you on tonight, man. Thank this you for having me. It's been an honor. This has been a fun and one hell of an interview. Uh, really, we got to get you back on because I'm seriously thinking that we have really only scratched the surface of all this. And uh, I'd love, really love to uh, uh, talk to you more and uh, delve into a lot more. Hey, so. I'd love to come back. Thank you for having yeah. me. It's been an honor. All right. For Holly and Adam, this is Jason at Midnight Alchemy, and we will see you all again a very, a very soon. A river, a dare show. Stay scary. <laughs>